the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. The million-dollar question then is, how do I know? If I'm doubting in my heart, Matthew 12:34 gives us a clue. New Living Translation says, "What you say is determined by what's in your heart." What you say is determined by what's in your heart. Other translations say, "Out of the heart, the mouth." speaks out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks what are you saying i'm saying if you have any negative thought don't say it just don't say it a lot of everybody a lot of you guys go to lakewood so you know pastor joel Osteen always says do not use your word to describe your situation use it to change your situation you're going to have some negative thoughts. You're going to have some doubts in your head. Just don't let it get in your heart. That's why Jesus was overemphasizing his words. I say, if you say, be removed and be cast into the sea. And believe in your heart that what you say will come to pass. You have whatever you say. And some in the past have said you have to say it three times more than you believe it. Because Jesus spoke twice and he said, says three times. There are certain things you're not going to believe until you say it. Say it long enough, you start believing it. In fact, this is, I'll, I'll argue that this is proven in the negative. There are certain things you didn't believe until you said it, said it, said it. Society says it. You see it on TV. You hear about it. You begin to believe it. Say it, say it, say it. Now you believe it. So prayer involves Walking by faith, praying by faith, meaning though you may have doubts in your head, but you say what God says about the situation. You say the word of God over that situation. Okay? So that's the faith aspect of it. So number one, God bless you. Number one is prayerlessness. Number two, selfishness. Number three, indifference. Number four, unforgiveness. Number five, prayer Faithlessness. <laughs> number five, faithlessness. And number six is sinfulness. Sinfulness. Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. And it simply says, God's hand is not short that he cannot save. Nor is his ear deaf that he cannot hear. But it's your iniquities that has separated you from God. And your sins have hidden his face so that he will not hear. So I find it interesting that it says it's a person's iniquity that separates God from them. It's not God doing the separating. It's the iniquity that is separating God from the person. And it says the person's sins hides God's face. It's not that God is hiding his face because of the sin. The sin is blocking God. 
The sin is blocking the person from seeing God. Consequently, God says, I can't hear you. I won't hear you. You got to deal with this sin. And obviously, God has given us a way out in 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from just one unrighteousness. He will cleanse us from two unrighteousnesses. He will cleanse us from a little bit of unrighteousness. We will pray every day. No, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What if I sin like 27 times a day? If, if you confess it and repent of it 27 times a day, you're forgiven. And everything is wiped clean. And you're on the right track. So sinfulness is the sixth reason why prayers are not answered. So, when it pertains to us, prayerlessness, selfishness, indifference, unforgiveness, faithlessness, and sinfulness cause God not to answer our prayers. So, to kind of put a circle from the beginning when the prayer or the request is wrong, you're praying because you're trying to come against somebody because you didn't have your way, God's not going to answer that prayer. The answer is no. Timing is wrong. God is like, slow, relax. I got you, but, you know, just wait a little bit. And finally, the six reasons pertaining to us being wrong, where God says, grow, grow in that area. Grow by learning to pray and communicating with God. Um, grow by not being selfish and start looking beyond yourself, especially when you're trying to get into something that involves other people. Grow into caring for others and not be indifferent, like, I don't care, it's not my business. Grow into forgiving others. Grow into walking by faith and not by sight. And learning to speak the word over your situation. And grow by walking in righteousness, which we can do through God's grace. Okay? So now I'm going to close everything out with Luke chapter 11. I think it's Luke 11, verses 1 to 4 and 9 to 10. Luke 11, 1 to 4, 9 to 10. And I'm kind of paraphrasing this story. The disciples saw Jesus praying one day and praying at a certain place. Where he lets us know that um, there's a place for prayer. Now, it could be anywhere, but I know that a lot of people who are into prayer have a specific uh, place they pray. I meant to ask my wife if I could share her spot, but I forgot, so I can't share it. But she has a spot. If you guys want to know where she prays, you can talk to her in private, and she'll tell you her spot. Me, I kind of freestyle. It's like anywhere, you know, I just, you know. But apparently there's irrelevance to having a place. Because Jesus often went to a place where you can just relax and pray. But the Bible says that they saw him praying and the disciples asked him, Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Then Jesus began to teach them to pray. Now, what's funny about it is Jesus didn't say, Are you kidding me? What kind of question is that? Yeah. Why don't you just pray? Just pray. 
He didn't say that. You know why? Because prayer is to be taught. Prayer is to be taught. If prayer wasn't to be taught, then Jesus will have responded like, what do you mean teach you to pray? Just do whatever. He began to teach him to pray. We have to be taught to pray, as in go ahead and pray, and taught how to pray. And Jesus did both. He said, pray like this. He said, when you pray, say. Yeah, but when you pray, say. When you pray, say. You got to say something. When I was younger, I used to hear people say, you can pray in your head. Well, you got to say something. <laughs> you got to say something. So when you pray, say. I want to encourage everyone to get used to calling God Father. Father, our Father. He is God, He is Lord God, He is holy, He is mighty, He is great. But let's get into the habit of saying Father. Father. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed means holy is your name. I once heard an acrostic to kind of give an overview of things that you want to make sure you, you have when you pray. It's called ACTS. A-C-T-S. ACTS. A is for adoration, worship, praise, holy is your name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Always pray for God's will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive us, forgive us, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation. And I think it stops there, but other versions give the whole account of the Lord's Prayer. But when we pray, we need to, I want to encourage everyone to have acts. Adoration, worship, praise. C is for confession. More often than not, people are familiar with confession of sins. Forgive me, you know, that kind of a thing. But I want to encourage you to also add the other side of confession. Confessing the Word of God over your life. Speaking God's Word over your life. Speaking God's promises. Declaring the Word of God. Confessing it. T is for thanksgiving. Some of you alluded to it earlier. Give thanks, not for what you're going through, but while you're going through what you're going through. Give thanks. First Thessalonians 5.18. First Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 5.18. And the S is for supplication. Pretty much ask God for what you want. Okay, ask God for his desires. Ask God to give you stuff. You know, give us our daily bread. You know, bread includes food, but pretty much God's provision for every aspect of your life. Okay, you want to include acts. Okay, so have that and it will help your prayer life. Say something, refer to God as Father, include adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And I want to close with this. In Luke 11, 9 and 10, we've heard that familiar phrase, ask uh, 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 ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who knocks the door will be opened. And everyone who was, well, no, I, I skipped. Seek. Everyone who seeks will find and everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Some translations got overly zealous and put ask and you get what God, what you ask for. Seek and you find what, you, what you're seeking and knock and and uh, the door you want will be open for you. Some translations say that, but that's not really what he says. The, the, the better translations, 
you know, King James, uh, New American Standard Bible, Amplified, they say, ask and it, it doesn't tell you what will be given, it says it will be given. You will get something, because I know people said, I asked, I didn't get it, don't worry, no, you got something. You just didn't get what you wanted. How many of you know that sometimes no is a good thing? Uh-huh. No is a, you, you will get something. You see, somebody once said that when you ask, you will either get a yes or a no. But if you don't ask, you will always get a no. <coughs> How many of you have ever asked for something? You never got it, but you got something else. Kind of like my wife talking about the job situation, you know. You ask for something, but you got something else even better. But the asking triggers the process. If you don't ask, you'll never get anything. But when you ask, you will get something. When you seek, you will find something. Might not be what you're looking for, but you will find something. How many of you have ever lost something in your house? You were looking for it, trying to find it. You didn't find it, but you found something else. (laughs) You found something else you had been looking for a long time ago. But you now found it. But what you were looking for, you didn't find, but you found something else. That's how it is. You trigger the process. Find, seek, and you find. Knock, a door will be opened. It might not be the door you want, but it's going to be a good door. The context of that scripture is talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. But that is applicable to anything that God has for you. You will get something that is good. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you very much. to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.